Welcome to the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent as we wind down the year 2018 here on this All Southern program. I'm John Rawl, and if you are in Texas, our number is 803-816-1170. Would love to get your input here on this show that's all about Southern news, opinion, sports, politics, food, barbecue included, a little music from time to time, and so much more. If you love the South or you know someone that loves the South, y'all, the perfect stocking stuffer. And, and we don't even charge. We, we Maybe we should. But we're absolutely free. We'd love to have you share it with a friend over the holidays. If you know someone who loves the South, tell them about the Y'all Show, please. We would kindly, kindly, kindly appreciate any and all y'all love you can give us here over the next couple of weeks. On today's Y'all Show, we've got some business headlines coming up later this hour. And some developments in Nashville, as well as in the state of Georgia, on the business front that we'll get to in our Y'all Street business report. When we flip over to hour two, we're going to start it out with a look back at the weekend that was in sports. We had another Heisman Trophy winner from the South as Oklahoma's quarterback won for the second straight year. We'll have information on Mr. Murray winning that. And we'll also look back at all the NFL action from Sunday and more. And we'll get you set up for the rest of this week in the world of sports. But yeah, big, busy weekend in sports. Although not quite as busy as maybe some recent weekends have been. You didn't have any bowl games going on. You had the Army-Navy game, which was always fun to tune in. And you had some FCS playoff action. But for the most part, it was a rather dull weekend. Other than a few football games. And then from a college standpoint... And, of course, the Heisman Trophy thing and then much more on the NFL stuff that was going on as those folks getting ready to wind their season down toward the end of this month and then get into playoff action that will carry on throughout the month of January. And we've seen some of our Southern teams rise to the occasion. And then we've seen some teams like the Falcons and the Panthers and the Buccaneers go the wrong direction. And we'll have a look at NFL coming up later in hour two. We start out this hour looking at headlines from throughout the region, and the big headline really across the most of the South, I would say, from this weekend was the winter storm that caused icy roads across much of the South, from Arkansas and Texas, where we had flooding big time around Houston. You had snowstorms in a large number of southern states, really heavy snow in the state of North Carolina, from Charlotte all the way up to Raleigh, back over to Boone, and throughout the mountains of western North Carolina. Lots of accidents, unfortunately, on snow-covered interstates causing major delays. Flights canceled throughout the region. And kids got to stay home from school, it looks like, in some of our southern states today. But, yeah, it was a lot of pretty snow. I will say that I've seen photos come in from the weekend, especially in North Carolina. Even in eastern North Carolina, someone was traveling, I think, on I-95. And then they sent a photo that I saw of a winter wonderland there in that part of North Carolina, but certainly working your way across the state to the the Piedmont and into the mountains area, it was very heavy snow. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper urged residents to stay off the roads over the weekend, asking drivers to not put the lives of first responders needlessly at risk. The governor said emergency crews, including the National Guard, worked overnight over the weekend to clear traffic accidents on major roadways. Stay put, according to the governor, of North Carolina. But we've seen that snow move on into in parts of Virginia. Virginia State Police said Interstate 81 in far southwest Virginia 
was very dangerous with snow coming down faster Sunday afternoon and crews could clear it. And police said several tractor trailers slid off that interstate I-81 in southwest Virginia. And I have been traveling on I-81 before when it wasn't even that wintry in the past. And because of its mountainous presence there in that part of the Commonwealth of Virginia, I got trapped in a snowstorm so bad one time that I was glad to get to Roanoke and get a hotel room and had no plans to stay in Roanoke, Virginia. But it was not somewhere I wanted to keep trying to brave a winter storm. And again, in other parts of, I didn't even know this was coming. I think this is, it was definitely in the days before the internet took over and you didn't have a cell phone. I guess I hadn't picked up the newspaper that day and known that perhaps snow was coming into interstate 81 around Roanoke, but yeah, it scared the, you know, what out of me. And I was glad to get a hotel. I'm glad I did it because I actually had never been to Roanoke, Virginia, and it's a lovely little place there, a lovely little spot of Virginia and ended up making my way on down into Bristol and on into wherever I was going at the time. But yes, weather playing a major factor in a large part of the South. I don't, um, this is good news. I don't have any reports as of now of any deaths that occurred, but there were 300,000 power outages reported across the region, most of those in North Carolina. So some people did lose power. And I know the airports, as we said, had a lot of cancellations. According to Charlotte Douglas International Airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, the sixth busiest airport in the country, American Airlines reduced its operations with more than 1,000 flights canceled on Sunday alone. Of course, Charlotte, a major hub of airlines in the southeast. But the winter storm now pushing on in other parts of the country, but made its presence felt in a large part of the south over the last 48 hours or so. Charlottesville, Virginia, and James Fields was found guilty of first-degree murder in that car attack at a white nationalist rally back in 2017. This news broke late Friday afternoon, and he's, of course, accused of plowing his car into a crowd there in August of 2017, and it killed 32-year-old Heather Heyer, and a jury needed no more than seven hours to convict Fields, a resident of Ohio, and the killing of Heyer during a Unite the Right rally in Virginia on August 12, 2017. He was also found guilty of five counts of aggravated malicious wounding, three counts of malicious wounding, and a count of leaving the scene of an accident. He faces life in prison. I'm not sure why he's not getting the death penalty, perhaps, thrown at him. Now, he is also likely to be charged with a hate crime, which I believe does offer the option of a death penalty sentence. But Mr. Fields found guilty of murdering Heather Heyer at the end of last week. A Virginia teacher reportedly has been fired for not using the pronoun for a transgender student. And Peter Vlaming works in West Point, Virginia, and the school board of West Point, Virginia, decided to terminate him because he refused to use the pronouns that a transgender student identified with. And Vlaming, who taught French at West Point High School, Lost his job after the board made the unanimous 5-0 decision following a hearing. The situation came after the ninth grade student transitioned from a girl to a boy. According to reports, while Flamin conceded to referring to the student by their male name, he refrained from addressing him by any identifying pronoun. He reportedly cited his belief as a Christian as the reason why he shouldn't use male pronouns for the student. And fired in Virginia for not using pronouns correctly. I'm sorry. I'm one of the Southerners like, what's what's a pronoun? 
I, I know what it is, but come on, this is this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous that he would be fired for not using the pronouns for a transgendered student and a ninth grade student. Give me a break. Oh my goodness. Here, pageant queens gone wild. A former Miss Kentucky has now been charged with sending obscene photos to a student. More nonsense from the classroom. 28-year-old Ramsey Bierce, a former Miss America contestant, was arrested Friday after West Virginia authorities say she sent obscene photos to a 15-year-old student that she once taught, and she's now been charged with four felony counts of distributing or displaying obscene matter to a minor. According to the criminal complaint, the science teacher sent lewd pictures via Snapchat to a teenager while he was a student at Andrew Jackson Middle School in Cross Lanes, West Virginia. A parent of the unidentified victim alerted authorities to the pictures found on the teen's phone, and authorities say Beers admitted to sending the nude photos on Snapchat. Kanawha County Schools Communications Director Brianna Warner declined to comment on the case, but confirmed that Beers was a teacher at the school. She was crowned Miss Kentucky back in 2014 and competed in the Miss America pageant in 2015 under her maiden name of Ramsey Carpenter. But Miss Kentucky now arrested for sending obscene photos to a 15-year-old. If you're like me and you get out on the highways and byways of the South, there's a good chance that you'll be traveling through the heart of Dixie, also known as Alabama. Well, if you're ever in the left ventricle of the heart of Dixie, that would be downtown Birmingham. You have seen throughout the last uh, 50 years, probably, issues with all of those interstates converging. You've got Interstate 59 and 20, and only about a mile north of that intersection is another interstate coming in, Interstate 22. And it's just been a massive mess for, for decades. Well, here is more agony for you for the year 2019. Happy New Year from the Alabama Department of Transportation. So if you're traveling in Alabama, you live in Alabama, you better pay close attention because this is going to be affecting all of you in the next 14 months. As I-5920 in downtown Birmingham is going to close for 14 months. I don't know how that's even possible, but sure enough, that's what's going to happen. According to ADOT, Contractors will work to rebuild the aging interstate bridges running through the heart of the city, and this is in downtown Birmingham. And closures, the closures are going to proceed on schedule. And if it all works out, they should reopen all of that by March 2020, with the entire project expected to be completed by November of 2020. But the bridges are going to be shut down, and contractors will have 14 months to complete the project. Will they get this? $250,000 per day incentive for finishing early and a $250,000 daily penalty if the project is not completed on time. That sounds like gambling there. Are they allowed to gamble in Alabama? Well, they are when it comes to building bridges and getting interstates fixed. So you're going to have to detour all over the place. While the interstates closed, Aldot will be posting detours for traffic traveling through downtown Birmingham, but drivers are asked to avoid the downtown area if possible, and they're asking folks to use Interstate 459, which is not a complete loop around Birmingham. It goes around, I'd say, 75% of the city is looped by 459, but they want people to use that and get away from I-65 and 20 and 50. I forgot about I-65 coming through. <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of fun. 
But perhaps if they actually get this fixed, maybe for decades, it will be very easy to pass through downtown Birmingham, wherever you may be going, east, west, north, and south. But keep that in mind, all you truckers who use any of those interstates, 59, 20, or 65, and you have to pass through the Magic City starting in January for 14 months, complete mayhem with the construction projects going on in downtown Birmingham. A Cleburne, Texas man has been arrested after he told kids Santa Claus isn't real. What a Scrooge. And this 31-year-old protester, Aaron Urbanski, was arrested Saturday after authorities were called to a church in Cleburne where the church was hosting a breakfast with Santa event. And police say they found three people demonstrating outside the church after responding to a trespassing complaint. And authorities say Urbanski refused to leave and continued to cause a disturbance. And he was charged with criminal trespass and has been booked into the Johnson County Law Enforcement Center. Cleburne Mayor Scott Kane weighed in on Facebook saying, don't miss, mess with Santa, not with Texas, don't mess with Santa, and guess they wanted cold in their stockings to go with a court appearance. But yeah, 31-year-old protester who told children Santa Claus is not real, arrested for trespassing at this North Texas church. Yeah, cold coming to your stocking this Christmas, Mr. Urbanski. A manatee has been pulled from a South Carolina drainage area. Unfortunately, the manatee is deceased. Now, this is a newsworthy story because manatees aren't found in South Carolina. And this one was found dead in this drainage area. And it happened near Pauley's Island. Pauley's Island is near Georgetown, halfway between Charleston and Myrtle Beach. So well up into the coastal area of South Carolina, near the Grand Strand. And this female manatee was probably three or four years old when it was found last week. And the manatees, which were removed by the water, the manatee was removed by water and wildlife officials using a rope to pull it ashore, uh, was taken for a autopsy, an animal autopsy. And again, the way the, the way manatees normally work is they stay away from really Florida. It's not clear why this dead manatee did not migrate south. It went north instead. And creatures do not adapt well to cold water temperatures as they need warm water to survive. And in spite of their size, they have relatively little body fat and their metabolic rate is low compared to other marine animals. And manatees cannot tolerate temperatures below 68 degrees Fahrenheit for long periods of time. And there in that part of South Carolina, it gets cold. The water gets cold. And it looks like that could have been the reason why this manatee died or was found dead there near Pauley's Island, South Carolina. Bad news there. Florida couple has been accused of stealing a boat and then heading to Cuba for a honeymoon. And this happened as these two quit their This sounds like a novel. This Florida couple quit their jobs, stole a 40-foot catamaran sailboat, and then sailed to Cuba for their honeymoon. 46-year-old Aaron Burmeister and 32-year-old Ashley McNeil pled guilty November 13th to charges of conspiracy to transport a vessel in foreign commerce. They spent six months in a Cuban jail after their April 1st arrest. They were returned to the United States in September and were arrested by federal agents when they arrived at Miami International Airport. Each faces up to five years in prison. During a January 7th sentencing in Key West, the government dropped a second charge, which carried a prison term of up to 10 years. The owner said he bought the boat named Kaosi, for $350,000 last year. 
Well, this couple quit their job, stole that catamaran, and then headed to Cuba. I'm a little surprised they got arrested in Cuba. I thought Cuba would have <laughs> welcomed these folks to that island nation, but I guess not. And here is a feel-good story from the weekend. On Saturday in Virginia, 99-year-old World War II veteran Colonel Charles McGee went up in the air, climbing to 16,000 feet in a plane over the Virginia countryside, and just kind of had a great day as it was one day after his 99th birthday and 76 years after his first plane ride in Tuskegee, Alabama in decades since he served as a pioneering fighter pilot in World War II as McGee was a Tuskegee Airman in World War II and going back up in the air at 99 years old there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Pretty good story, Colonel. We've got more headlines, and those are coming your way after this short timeout. You're listening to y'all. Don't go anywhere. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Suitcase, I said, I took out down the road. 
And welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent here on this Monday edition as we conclude the year 2018 of talking about y'all with your host, John Rawl. Continuing our look at what's going on around the Southland, we know at the end of last week we got the story in from Japan where there was a collision of Marine Corps aircraft near that country and at least one, possibly more, have already been reported dead. Sadly, we know that a 28-year-old captain was pronounced dead after his body was found there on Marine Corps duty. Five others have been missing, and we know that one of those names likely to be a man from Tennessee, as it's Carter Ross of Hendersonville, Tennessee. His family says that he's been missing since this happened, so we pray for the best there for Ross's family, Hendersonville, just north of Nashville. The U.S. Navy and Japanese Coast Guards, they're looking for all of the Marines here as they were practicing when this crash happened last week, but at least one Southerner perhaps uh, in this, and we we hope for the best of that situation, and we certainly want to keep the family of the 28-year-old captain that was killed in this tragic accident in our thoughts and prayers. Three people have died in South Carolina, according to the coroner there, in Rock Hill, South Carolina, in York County, and they've died from accidental carbon monoxide poisoning, and the York County Sheriff's Department was called to the scene and this home in Rock Hill, where they found three men unconscious and not breathing. Deputies say they don't suspect foul play in the men's death. Firefighters reported elevated levels of carbon monoxide in the home, and Sheriff's spokesman Trent Ferris says officers found a generator being worked on inside the home. No names have been released. An investigation is ongoing. The men's ages range from 25 to 37 years old, but that's in Rock Hill. Three men dead after accidental carbon monoxide poisoning. Now, I'm not sure if this had anything to do with the cold weather that came in to that part of the south this past weekend, but it probably did. This happened on Saturday, and that's just a friendly reminder to everybody. Please be very, very careful with any kind of heating options you're using now that we are getting close to the dead of winter. And we have monoxide, carbon monoxide poisoning happen too often. And please be careful with that. I know I've told you on recent shows how at least one couple, I think, were found dead in their car. They'd gone out to get warm in their car and didn't have it properly ventilated and died from a carbon monoxide poisoning incident. Please, please be careful. And, of course, with heaters, you got to be careful for whatever type of heater you might be using that could potentially catch fire and be a major problem there. So just let's all get through this winter time as safe as possible. And then we'll worry about tornadoes and all that kind of crazy stuff that happens in the springtime, uh, which we know normally we can go get in a safe spot and get past that. But the scary part about heaters is oftentimes these things happen in the middle of the night and you don't even know it. You die of smoke inhalation or whatever, like a carbon monoxide poisoning, and, and you you never knew. So... Let's uh, let's all take a moment and be a little extra safe here as we're getting close to Christmas on, on that aspect. Louisiana had an election over the weekend, and there was only one statewide election here in 2018. And Kyle Ardwan won Secretary of State. He was a Republican. He got 59% of the vote over Gwen Greenup, the Democratic nominee, and he wins that Secretary of State. He was an incumbent, Kyle Ardwan. And he wins that as Louisiana's Secretary of State. Now, isn't that a little less dramatic than what we've seen in Georgia with their Secretary of State 
vote that just happened the, the other day. Wow, that's that's an amazing thing. Of course, this was the way this election was scheduled. Louisiana, Louisiana always has an election in early December when they have these kind of races. And, of course, they also had legislative races, multi-parish races, and parish races in the state this past weekend. I'm not going to break those down for you here. But it looks like there was about a 17% turnout at this statewide election for Secretary of State in Louisiana this past weekend. Across the Sabine River in the Lone Star State of Texas, a board there has rejected the Sons of Confederate Veterans' latest effort to have a statewide license plate. Now, back when Rick Perry was the governor of the state of Texas, the Sons of Confederate Veterans, I don't know why they had not already had such a plate. They already have this in just about every southern state, including Maryland, uh, an official state-issued tag that goes to help the Sons of Confederate Veterans, a very noble organization, scv.org, the website, if you want to know more about their efforts to preserve and promote the Confederate soldier and his sacrifice for 1861-1865. But Texas, whatever reason, had not had a statewide plate, and they tried to get one, and there was an effort to stop that. And a guy named Rick Perry was the lieutenant governor, I think, originally when this was going on, uh, and he argued that states should honor their history and decide on appropriate displays. And Rick Perry basically recommended that the SCV not get a tag, and they didn't. It was voted down in the state. The Sons of Confederate Veterans sued. And this case went all the way before the Supreme Court of the United States, where in 2011, they ruled that the state did have the right to not approve this tag. So, the SEV resubmitted a brand new design of which, honestly, there's not one Confederate flag on this. It's a state of Texas flag from the Civil War, which looks just like the one today. It does have a Civil War era soldier on it, but that's about it. It's a pretty benign plate. And guess what? This new board there for the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles voted 5-3 last week to reject this new license plate design proposed by the sons of Confederate veterans. And so once again, there did not, I don't know how they could get away with this. I mean, I thought we lived in a country where you have free speech and you have, in this case, every state requires you to get like a certain number of commitments before you can even come to have a specialty tag. I know so because I helped get a specialty tag in one of our Southern states at one point. And it really shouldn't matter what the artwork on it really is, frankly, because there's some specialty tags out there that would probably be offensive to others. I know, for example, I see several states have a choose life tag. And if you don't like abortions or or you do like abortions, you're going to hate that tag. But guess what? A lot of states have those. And I know I personally get offended when I see a Clemson Tiger specialty tag because I don't like Clemson. I don't like other schools in the South, and I get offended by there. But guess what? That person that bought that tag paid for it. That tag got sent through the right channels and was approved, and it makes money for the university and and for the state. What I really don't like is when I see a Clemson tag for states like Tennessee. Tennessee has a Clemson tag. I don't understand how that's even possible, but they sure do. Of course, Georgia's got one in other states, and that's reversed. I think there's, I don't know if South Carolina offers tags. Yes, they do. They offer tags for other colleges. I know actually the Georgia Tech plate for South Carolina, 
looks better than the one for Georgia. <laughs> it really does. It's a good-looking plate if you like Georgia Tech. And let's see, some other states have uh, strange tags and all that. But yes, this vote happened last week, and the Sons of Confederate Veterans once again denied a specialty plate. And this is for an aesthetic reason, of which, again, the dominant artwork is a state of Texas flag. It all comes down to they don't want to see the SCV have anything, even though it is a nonprofit, very long-established organization that has very famous members in it and has, has had famous members, including yours truly. So check it out. Uh, SEV in Texas, John McCammon says that they are disappointed in the decision, but they will not be deterred. They said that they will likely su- resubmit using another Texas flag. I think they're still going to get denied, which is crazy. You ought to look at some of the designs that have been approved in Texas for, well, honestly, when the SEV was denied, there was one approved for the Buffalo Soldiers. Now, I respect Buffalo Soldiers, not just because they were, of course, black, but they were American soldiers. But there is a counterpoint to the Buffalo Soldier. And I didn't know how strong this was until I ran into a historian not long ago. And they were very upset with Buffalo Soldiers. And I, I didn't understand why. And I was talking to the person. And this person I respected. They were a great historian. And essentially, as he said, and it's not just Buffalo Soldiers, but because of the time period that Buffalo Soldiers served, I'm talking late 19th century, a large part of their mission was to fight in the Indian Wars. And so did a lot of the other folks that fought at that time period, too. They just, the white soldiers weren't called Buffalo Soldiers. And this person said all they did was kill Indians. That's their only role of that time period. And he didn't feel like they needed to be celebrated so much. And, and in a lot of ways, they've kind of been forgotten. I just talked about Tuskegee Airmen. I would say Tuskegee Airmen have usurped the heritage of uh, black soldiers from the past. But sure enough, if you go back, yes, Buffalo soldiers did have a big role in Indian wars. And a lot of Indians died. And so if you're a believer in American Indian rights, you're not a big fan of the Buffalo soldiers. You're also not a big fan of General Custer. But we, we know what happened to him. But yeah, that story there, and I remember that Buffalo tag was submitted the exact same time the Sons of Confederate Veterans tag happened a couple of years ago. All right, getting away from history now, let's talk about beer. How about beer? And let's talk about Mississippi. And we told you last week, we were mentioning how in North Carolina right now, politically, there is a major problem with a congressional race there where it looks like there might have been some shenanigans going on of possibly bribing votes possibly and they're looking into that heavily right now there actually may end up being a re-vote pretty soon between the republican and democrat there in that part of north carolina we also told you about in mississippi that there has been accusations of some voter fraud going there election fraud in madison county where canton mississippi is and prosecutors there say a former fire chief promised beer and money to influence votes as officials have arrested a seventh person in an election fraud case. And the Madison County, Mississippi DA says that Carrie Johnson was arrested on Friday. Six people were arrested Thursday on allegations of voting-related crimes in the town of Canton, the Hollywood of the South, by the way. That's where Ghost of Mississippi was filmed. And a couple other movies were filmed there in Canton, downtown Canton, Mississippi, north of Jackson. And these allegations all stem from a 2017 local election 
in the Magnolia State town of Canton, the county seat of Madison County. Madison County has the town of Madison in the very quaint suburb of Ridgeland, Mississippi. Well, Canton is actually the county seat, a historic town. And this voter bribery, if you want to call it that, happened there in that town. Johnson's indictment posted on the newspaper website there in that area shows he's accused of trying to influence a voter by promising beer. He's also accused of offering money to two others to sway their votes. I don't know if beer would help influence a vote or not, but it might, especially if the person liked beer. <laughs> he probably wouldn't want to offer beer for a vote if the person was an anti-beer person. Maybe they were a wine drinker. But that coming from the state of Mississippi there. Beer for votes. <laughs> Hey, we've been telling you about people who've gotten into the spirit of Christmas by paying off at Walmart layaway purchases. And I I think I mentioned last week, Tyler Perry in Atlanta, he paid a lot of money there in the Atlanta area to get layaways paid off at Walmarts. I know one was in Douglasville. The other one was in East Point, I think. Well, Kid Rock getting in on the action. We just, we actually just had some negative news regarding the Christmas holidays about Kid Rock the other day as he was kicked out of being the Grand Marshal of the Nashville Christmas Parade for some things he said on television against Joy Behar, I believe. Well, now Kid Rock has paid off $81,000 worth of items in a layaway at a Walmart near Nashville. And he's helped 350 customers pay for items at the store. And he went to Twitter to thank Tyler Perry for the idea. So Tyler Perry influenced Kid Rock Tyler Perry doing good things in Atlanta, and now Kid Rock doing great things in the Nashville area. And actually, here, get this, I didn't realize it was this much, as Perry posted a video to Twitter about his decision to pay off more than $430,000 worth of items on layaway at those two Walmart stores in Metro Atlanta. And, and this all got started, by the way, we did tell you about this. The owner of the New Orleans Saints, Gail Benson, decided to pay off for more than 400 layaway orders at a Walmart in the New Orleans area, her layoff paying off totaled nearly $100,000. So New Orleans, Atlanta, and now Nashville, all those folks who put stuff on layaway at Walmart are getting these items taken care of by these celebrities, Benson and Tyler Perry, and now Kid Rock. That's a great story, is it not? And it's happening right here in the South. But it sure is bringing back the life layaways. I'm going to have to start putting everything on layaway, hoping one of these stars will come through for me next year. Pretty cool story. Good job, Kid Rock. Great job, Tyler Perry. And kudos to Gail Benson of the New Orleans Saints for kind of getting this whole idea started. And our final bullet point from the region here as we glance at headlines from throughout Dixie. And this is not a Christmas-related story, but this gives you hope for the future, especially when warm weather (laughs) hits our way. And it also reminds me, why did I not go to Ocean City, Maryland before? I've never been to the ocean and to the coast of the Commonwealth of Maryland. I think that's a Commonwealth. It might be just a state. But (laughs) I've never been there, but maybe I should have. And the reason? A federal judge said he will decide in the coming days whether to suspend Ocean City and their ordinance prohibiting topless women in public. And U.S. District Judge James Breeder will decide whether to stop Ocean City from enforcing its ban until a lawsuit on the issue is resolved. Five women sued Ocean City earlier this year, saying they had the right to appear topless in public like men. Aren't we all for 
Equal rights? Yes, women, you have the right to be topless just like men. At least that's what these five women say in Ocean City, Maryland. City officials unanimously passed the ordinance during an emergency session last year after the beach patrol said lifeguards would no longer approach and scold women who are topless. I guess they want to lock them up, send them to jail for being topless. But the women say, no, we have the right to be topless just like men. And uh, I can't deny that that's a that's that should be their their lawful right to have that. I'm kidding. I, I, you know, it's a family beach. I'm sure wherever they are, it's not a nude beach. If you want to be naked, you might want to go somewhere else like France. Go to the south of France if you want to go around naked. But yeah, Ocean City, Maryland, which I hear is a good place. I hear that's a nice, lovely place at certain times of the year. Maybe I need to put it on our y'all show caravan and we'll go there when it warms up and we'll check it out and maybe uh, report on if we see any topless men or women in Ocean City, Maryland. Well, that will conclude our look at the South today. When we come back, we're going to have y'all street business report. Yes, we've got some good stuff on the business front to pass along your way, including a battle between the state of Georgia and Uber. Oh, I can't wait for this one. That's coming up next here on the y'all show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash today. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash today. That's forhims.com slash today for your first month for just five bucks. Forhims.com slash today. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it in First Aid at Walgreens. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Project Yellow Light. 
Noise, and the Ad Council. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go. Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show. Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high. Baby, you're the apple of my eye. Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank. Honey, your love's better than money in the bank. Oh, a little John Anderson to get us in the financial mood, not necessarily the yuletide mood, but we're glad to have J.A. play for us. When we have our Y'all Street Business Report on the Y'all Show, talk with the Southern Accent with John Rawl. And on Twitter, we are at Y'all Show. Encourage you to log on and follow us each and every day where we have a new episode. We tweet it out. You can link it. And you can listen to it at your pleasure. And it is just a great way to stay on top of all things Southern. The Y'all Show via the Y'all Show Twitter page at Y'all Show. Well, our first headline on the business front comes from Atlanta. And it's the Battle of Georgia. No, not the Civil War battle, but the 21st century battle. And this battle pits the state of Georgia's Department of Revenue against Uber, of all people, And Uber could owe tens of millions of dollars to the state of Georgia if that state is successful in a legal battle, as the Department of Georgia's Department of Revenue there in the state of Georgia has billed Uber $22.1 million for sales taxes and other charges that it maintains are owed by Uber. And ride-hailing services do not pay sales taxes in Georgia, but the department says they should under a Georgia law. And Uber now disputes Georgia's interpretation of this law, and the company has appealed the bill to the Georgia Tax Tribunal, a special court that handles such disputes. So Georgia could be getting about $22 million added to its coffers if successful in this battle with Uber and a dispute. You'd think they had this kind of stuff squared away before they ever began operating. They knew that Uber would be a big deal in Georgia, like it is in all states now. I think it's in all states. I don't know if they got Uber in Alaska, but they might. I'm sure they do. But they got it all over the South right now. And so, yes, this is a big question mark that's going to have to get answered. And Georgians probably hoping that Uber will uh, have to pay up. Pay up! The Permian Basin in the state of Texas is a bullseye right now because oil prices continue to rise. And some of the largest energy companies in America have already invested billions of dollars in claims up and down the Texas-New Mexico state line as they're hoping to tap into one of the nation's richest and most prolific oil and natural gas regions, the Permian Basin. And now, as the U.S. Geological Survey released, it just came out, uh, shows a new assessment that portions of the Permian Basin could hold even more promise and with the potential to double the nation's Onshore oil and gas resources, the agency estimates that more than 46 billion barrels of oil and some 280 trillion cubic feet of gas are within two formations on the southwestern side of the Permian Basin. And that's the largest continuous oil and gas resource potential ever assessed. So good news for West Texas and the state of Texas and even our friends in New Mexico 
as the uh, oil future there just got a little brighter, if, if that's something you're into. Now, Nashville's getting excited for the Amazon Nashville Operations Center of Excellence that's coming that way. And some images have just come out of what these brand new towers for Amazon are going to look like in downtown Nashville. I think it's on the south side of the town from what I remember seeing. But yeah, architectural plans were submitted to planning officials. And it's going to be a 20-story tower for Amazon that will rise more than 300 feet above the 10th Avenue North at 1001 Church Street location. And a second tower will also follow, completing the company's so-called Operations Center of Excellence. And this was just released the other week when they had their notice of their two so-called new headquarters, one in New York, one in Washington, D.C., and Northern Virginia. And now they're also going to have this other thing built in Nashville, and it'll be part of a 16-acre, billion-dollar Nashville Yards development going on right now. So great economic news for Music City USA. And hey, if you have beachfront property, a big-ticket item has just been sold on the Alabama Gulf Coast in Orange Beach as the former Royal Romar Dunes beachfront property was purchased for $6 million by hotel investors. So that location, two and a half acres at 26026 Perdido Beach Boulevard, 230 feet straddling the Gulf of Mexico there. And the buyers plan to build a 192-room, 12-story hotel on the site. So a new hotel in the works for Orange Beach, Alabama, if any of you vacation there or lived in that area of the eastern shore of Alabama. And finally, a Georgia-based poultry producer is expanding with a new facility planned for the state's smallest county, and this is going on in Tulliver County, which is Crawfordville, Georgia. Harrison Poultry has begun construction on a $70 million feed mill and hatchery there, and this was announced by Governor Nathan Deal, and this new expansion there in that county, not far from Augusta, Georgia, it will help create 102 jobs for Tolliver County there, which it's most historic thing about that county. And you can go there to Crawfordville and check it out sometime. It's the home of Confederate Vice President Alexander Stevens. You know all about Crawfordville and Tolliver County, Georgia. But they've got jobs on the way and a lot of investment coming their way with a poultry producer expanding to that county. And that's a look at our Y'all Street Business Report here on a Monday. When we come back in hour two, we're going to tell you all about college football and NFL football from the weekend. And Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, will be our special guest. All ahead on the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent here on this Monday. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. 
Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Crack Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Crack Skin Cream. Find it in first aid at CVS. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back into Y'all Hour 2 on this Monday edition as we wrap up things for the year. This is our final production week. So if you're listening to us, we will be back with you after this week. The first week, the first full week, I should say, in the month of January in 2019. We'll be on, I think it's like January 7th, something like that. So enjoy the rest of this week. We'll have all new shows and then we'll kind of go on a little hiatus. We'll go in our hole and burrow for a few weeks until we get to the new month of January, but that's that's next week when we'll be encoring it up here on the Y'all Show. But right now, we have plenty of good stuff for you on the Y'all Show. Jerry Short, our sources say he has left the South this week, and we're going to find out exactly where in the world he is when we talk to him in the next segment. The teller of tales from Takapola will be filing a very cheerful and holiday-driven report about his tales of Takapola and where in the world he is now. So that's coming up. Don't want to miss that with Jerry. Right now on the Y'all Show, we rewind to the weekend in sports. And I first want to say congratulations to the Army Black Knights as they got a big win over their rival Navy in Philly on Saturday. And they won by seven. The Knights are now 9-2 and and ranked in the top 25, heading to a bowl game. Great season for Coach Munkin and the Black Knights of West Point. And another win there, President Trump was in attendance in Philadelphia, and Army won their third straight game against Navy. So go Army, beat Navy. They did exactly that. And I love the rosters of both teams filled with players from all over the Southeast, of course, all over the country, frankly. But a lot of Southerners on both the Midshipmen and Black Knights rosters. And 
Army wins, and they head off now to a bowl game, and all good there along the Hudson. Kyler Murray downstream from the Hudson on Saturday night. Kyler Murray, the Oklahoma quarterback, won the Heisman Trophy winner, and he becomes the second consecutive Oklahoma QB to win the Heisman Trophy. Of course, Baker Mayfield won it last year, and Murray wins it here in 2018. And many think that he's going to go play baseball in the next couple of weeks, frankly, for the Oakland A's as he's got a contract with them. But Kyler Murray, who started out as an Aggie at Texas A&M and transfers to to Norman and does great things for Oklahoma. Oklahoma, of course, in the college football playoff, facing off against Alabama in the Orange Bowl here in a few weeks. Kyler Murray becomes the latest Heisman Trophy winner on Saturday night, beating out Tua Tagviola of Alabama and Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State. I was a little surprised at this. I really thought Tua would win the thing just because of the dominance not only he's had this year, but Alabama football has had over the last 12 years, frankly, in college football. But the voters went with the Oklahoma QB. He becomes the seventh Sooner to win the Heisman Trophy, and that ties Ohio State and Notre Dame for most winners of the Heisman Trophy. And he's a good quarterback. I do think that these voters waited until the championship weekend to cast their decision. And, of course, Murray helped OU defeat Texas in that Big 12 championship game while Tua Tagviola went down with an injury in the SEC championship game and probably cost him. Probably. Close race, in my opinion, with the votes. But, yes, Kyler Murray, winner of the Heisman Trophy. Always good to see that ceremony. If, for no other reason, all the greats from yesteryear that show up there. I think Paul Horning was there Saturday night. He was the oldest recipient of that former Notre Dame star but you saw some of those great players from the 60s like Steve Spurrier was in attendance and moving into the 70s Tony Dorsett was there you had uh, Billy Sims I think the Oklahoma player was a, a winner of that he was there of course my childhood hero George Rogers 1980 Heisman Trophy winner was there wearing his Heisman baseball cap and then some of the 80s guy Barry Sanders always good to see him there and he was in attendance in New York for the ceremony. And Danny Werfel of Florida Gators fame was there. And just a, a very magical night, as it always is. But we want to congratulate Murray with that. Now, of course, right after that, Murray was in the headlines for the wrong reason, as tweets surfaced from whenever he was much younger. They were, I think, homophobic tweets that came out. I don't know why people troll these people for stuff they did when they were much younger. I know. Right now in the NFL ranks, there's a player for the Baltimore Ravens in trouble for something he did when he was a college kid or much younger. And I'm not saying they need to be totally dismissed, but especially, I think, in Kyler Murray's case, these happened when he was early in high school, and now all of a sudden they become public knowledge and they try to sink his high moment in his life when he wins the Heisman Trophy, and they they torpedo it with this kind of negative headline, but... Don't know what's going to happen there, but something that we, we're we seeing this more and more where people have great things happening that are immediately torpedoed with something from way back in their history. And look, it's just another reminder, as if we haven't reminded people already enough here on the Y'all Show, when you put something on social media, you better be careful because it can come back to bite you. Maybe not now, but in Murray's case and in Baltimore Ravens running back's case, it might be several years 
but it will come back and really hurt you if you're not careful. So be careful. Tweet responsibly. That needs to be the new campaign across the country. Texas Christian University quarterback Sean Robinson plans to transfer, according to a source from Horn Frog Blitz. And he played in the Horn Frog's first seven games as a sophomore this past season, completing 61% of his passes for over 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. But sources there at hornfrogblitz.com say that it looks like he may be transferring out of Fort Worth. Sean Robinson, one of the QBs for the TCU Horn Frogs. Former Colorado Buffaloes head football coach Mike McIntyre, whose father was an assistant coach at Ole Miss back in the Billy Brewer era, is heading back to Oxford. Well, he will be the Ole Miss defensive coordinator under Matt Luke. McIntyre is 53 years old, and he was fired last month after six seasons in Boulder, leading the Colorado Buffaloes. Remember, Colorado actually made it to the Pac-12 championship game, and he won the AP College Football Coach of the Year back in 2016. But he did not have the best of season this year, and he was 30-44 and 44 overall as the Buffs head coach and now stepping down to an, a defensive coordinator role in Oxford working with Matt Luke and the fired Wesley McGriff, who was the defensive coordinator there on, in the shadows of the Grove. Speaking of former coaches of the Landshark Rebels, Hugh Freeze was hired over the weekend at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Of course, Freeze was fired two years ago, or last year, at 2017 season now, and now he's finding himself back in the head coaching ranks in college, coaching the Liberty Flames. Which is a little odd, because if you know anything about the firing of Hugh Freeze, he he technically was fired because of his, let's say, cell phone habits and his habits to arrange things he shouldn't be doing as a coach of any school. And now he's going to coach at Liberty, a religious-based school. Jerry Falwell founded Liberty. And now they're having this guy who has been a beater of the Christian drum his entire career, always citing biblical verses and stuff. But if you know, again, anything about Hugh Freeze and his time in the last couple of months in Oxford, not the best image for any coach, especially a guy who loves to profess his Christian faith at every opportunity. And I find it a little weird that he's going to coach at Liberty. I find it even more weird that Jerry Falwell Jr. would allow this hire to happen. I don't think he's that good of a coach. Now, we'll see. We'll see what happens when he frees. But, yes, in Oxford, if you go back to when he was coaching a very, very strong, talented football team, he frees himself, cost that team several wins, in my humble opinion, based on some erratic decision-making in-game. And, yes, they won a Sugar Bowl, but they could have won much more if not for some what I think dumb play calls, play-making decisions from head coach Hugh Freeze. But he's back in the coaching ranks. He had been scheduled to be a coordinator for the Arizona franchise of the Alliance of American Football League, that new league starting up in February. But no, he's, he becomes like the second or third name I've heard of in the last week who've jumped ship from this startup football league that's supposed to start in February to go back into college coaching. So it makes me wonder, is that going to be a problem going forward for this league this spring league or any of these spring leagues as they have these coaches 
getting ready for a new season and then all of a sudden they jump ship back into a college rank or maybe even in an NFL position when those jobs pop up in a couple of weeks. Very damaging if you're in this new league or the XFL, which is scheduled to start, I think, next year. Speaking of professional football here on the Y'all Show, some of Sunday's games, the New York Jets went on the road to Orchard Park and they won against the Bills 27-23. The Cleveland Browns, congrats to Cleveland. I think they won their fourth straight, beating the Carolina Panthers, who lost their fifth straight game. And Carolina absolutely imploding here as we get down toward the end of the season. 26-20, Baker Mayfield, and the Browns win against the Panthers. The Packers took care of business against the Atlanta Falcons in Green Bay, 34-20. The Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, dramatic form. They win over the Baltimore Ravens, 27 27- 24. The New Orleans Saints roared back in the second half and got a win in Tampa Bay, 28-14 over the Bucks. How about the New York football Giants? They went to D.C. and walloped the Washington Redskins. Washington had to go to their four-string quarterback. Of course, Mark Sanchez started this game but did not do a good job. And Eli Manning and Barkley, the running back, ran right over the Redskins, 40-16 there in the D.C. area. The Indianapolis Colts got an upset win as they stopped the Houston Texans' long win streak. 24-21 Colts win in H-Town. And the Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Bengals 26-21. 49ers topped the Broncos. And the Cowboys with a big win in overtime. A walk-off, a deflection right into Amari Cooper's hands. And he goes into the end zone and the Cowboys win 29-23 to take very strong control of the NFC East over the Eagles. Raiders topped off the Steelers. The Steelers have not won in Oakland in about 23 years. And guess what? If the Raiders end up moving, they won't be winning in Oakland anytime soon. But Oakland wins 24-21. And the Detroit Lions defeated the Arizona Cardinals 17-3. And then the game that is the one everybody's talking about, a miracle in Miami as the laterals worked for the first time in NFL history. I know going back in the college ranks about four years ago, remember when the Miami Hurricanes, not Dolphins, defeated Duke in a crazy lateral situation at the end of a ball game. Well, on Sunday in Miami, the Dolphins used that same miracle lateral type deal to defeat perennial power New England Patriots 34-33. A true amazing feat. And go watch that if you haven't seen it, Miami. The Fish getting it done in South Florida. And that's a look back at your football happenings from the weekend here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, the teller of tales, Takapola style, Jerry Short will be on to tell us where, where he is and holiday plans and such. It'll be a fun interview. You don't want to miss it. That's right after the break here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. 
And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. They say Saturdays are for the boys. Well, Mondays are for Jerry Short and the teller of tales of Takapola Way. And we've got him back here on Y'all, the show all about the South with your host, John Rawl. And Jerry, it sounds like you might be on the road today. Yes, sir. I got out of my environment of the Takapola region. Oh. Uh, man, I got completely out of my Did you go to the North Pole? <laughs> Uh, it could have passed for the North Pole, trust me. And the wind chill is definitely, we're not into the middle of global warming, I do not believe. Not in places I've been this, uh, last four days. So, any, any, anyway, I'm, uh, been in uh, Niagara Falls. Ah. And they're staring, hoping the Lake Erie would freeze coming over. Coming over the, Has that thing ever frozen? The, uh, it ain't frozen. Oh yeah, it's frozen. Almost Niagara frozen. Falls is frozen. Yeah. Okay. I, and, I was going to uh, think you. Were, I thought you would tell me it's never frozen, which would make sense. But. But it's never frozen like completely. It's okay. stopped, But it's frozen like you see icicles freezing coming off of a, a roof mm-hmm. in our part of the world when it gets real cold. And but in the historical museum they have it uh, at the park at Niagara Falls. They've got a lot of photos back. They go way back, and you know they get like considered to be the uh, end of the ice age when it froze one time. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. You look at the picture and you think, how could something with that massive and that much force and that many gallons of water, which I have zero idea how many gallons of water can come out of Lake Erie and come over the falls? It's unbelievable, but. How they could even think of even making an ice cube, <laughs> uh, it freezes. 
Well, you've been there to Niagara several times, so it must be one of the short family getaways. You know, uh, I enjoy Niagara Falls. Just to, when I'm there, I don't enjoy the trip sometimes. But when I'm there, I enjoy it probably as much or more uh, than any place in the United States that I've been. It's, you know, I, I equate it to the movie's uh, vacation with Chevy Chase when it runs up to the Grand Canyon. How about things the Grand Canyon is just you can't be it can't be missed. But he looks about thirty seconds and says, "Hey, load up! Let's load up! Let's go! Let's get in that in that suburban." <laughs> Get to road to Wally World, but you don't do that at, at uh, Niagara Falls. It's got so much majestic about it, the way the in power, and if you, it's the elevation level of Niagara Falls is, you know, I, don't, I never have even looked to see what it is, but you know, it's a good thirty feet above where you're standing, where it goes over the falls, and that's coming down and rippling down with force coming out of out of four great lakes there that it's coming into before it gets to Ontario mm-hmm. and is any, it's any, it's eerie, excuse me, any that gets me back home, but it's eerie empties into, uh, into the falls. You just gotta, you just can't just, it just, you sit there and you just say in wonderment, you know, that's nature. It's unbelievable that it could even continue to do that. You'd think it would, eat away but it's got a real rock base and after you know, after seeing see. something like that you say how could anyone say there's not a god oh absolutely i mean and it's just so majestic and it's it, what it does and how it does and what comes over it and and where it goes and feeds the atlantic and it's in the st lawrence freeway it's just it's amazing it's really amazing and the power it's the most powerful of course, as you know, Buffalo, the city of Buffalo, and I hadn't read this, but you know, I'm probably just assuming it. But they, I'm sure they run off of uh, hydroelectrics because it's so much power in Niagara River as it feeds into into Lake Erie, which feeds into Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can look around, and they've got these hydroelectric power plants, and it don't look like they're worried about uh, energy because they. The lights are burning bright all night long. And so I, I think that, uh, but that power, if that proves anything, you know, we probably, instead of solar energy, we need hydro energy, yeah. I think. Well, so I know you've probably been up there several times. What led you to go to Niagara in the middle of December? Well, my wife is, uh, you know, she's not from uh, America and, she wants to see as many places as she can see. And I've seen Niagara in all seasons except winter. Ah. And so selfishly, I guess, uh, well, we talked about a lot of places to go to. And, you know, there's this winter storm came across the center of the country. Mm-hmm. We were trying to kind of avoid it. And I knew if we could get. So we'll just go to Canada. It, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it was warmer in Niagara Falls than it was in. Mississippi, less uh, wind chill, you know, because when wind's coming across the lake there and coming across the falls, it's really cold. But I think it was, let me ask her, was it 36 degrees at one time during the day? Yeah. 36, and I think we looked, and it was like 
34, 32 back down in Mississippi. And snowing. And snowing, yeah. And uh, I, and I, you know, I hadn't really kept up with any of that, so I don't really know. You may need to update me on what the southern weather, what's the weather like where you are? Uh, borderline, borderline, but I think we'll be all right. And you need to be careful as you work your way back south to avoid those areas that have been heavily hit. As we said earlier, of course, East Tennessee, Western North Carolina, the Piedmont, North Carolina, stretching on into Raleigh and all those areas, heavy, heavy snowfall over the weekend. So be careful. What about Nashville? You should be fine there. Okay. Well, I'm going to drive probably all night. Can you believe this? My wife works for a government agency. And, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, they would not give her her birthday off because it's short-ended. Her birthday's the 10th, which is tomorrow. So we're in Wilmington, uh, uh, West Virginia. That's a cut I did. Huntington. Go with. Huntington, I'm sorry. I've been to Wilmington, too. But uh, we're in Huntington because I cut across to Morgantown to dodge all the stuff. That I was going to uh, Gettysburg, huh. and I was going to Blue Ridge, and I was going to Ash. Asheville and uh, come Knoxville and back to Chattanooga and come that way and show other things. But now I'm going to have to backtrack and uh, leave uh, here and then go to Lexington again, which we came to and went up 75, which I didn't mean to do uh, the other night. And I wanted to go to Erie, Pennsylvania and miss uh, Cleveland. But I ended up Detroit-wise. So I had to go all the way parallel across Lake Erie to get uh, over to Niagara, to Buffalo and up to Niagara uh, in time to get there before it got dark. So anyway, I, I just want you know, going home, it's going to be an interesting trip because I think I ran out of the snow somewhere around Charleston, the capital of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. It was starting to snow coming off of those mountains between there and uh, uh, Morgantown. Yeah. Which Morgantown's really, uh, that's out in like Nowheresville. And, and of course, we want to remind our audience here that Jerry Short from Takapola never goes to these places on an airplane. He always drives. And it's a long way from the Magnolia State to the border with Canada with the Empire State. And so, yeah, you, you put you put the miles on when you go on these little excursions. John, I've driven. It may be seven million miles now. And I'm not a truck driver, so you know it's it's on. You know, I put a hundred thousand miles on every vehicle every year I've ever had, and it goes back to sixty sixty four. Yeah, and you throw that, and then you throw the miles that I put on my my major uh, paper company's vehicle and I do about 75 to 100 a year in it plus then we'd take trips in our personal vehicle so I, I know for a fact I'm 6 million ready 6 million could be 7 million but I've done a lot of joy riding too so and drove other things well but, you, you are you're an inspiration and you're actually possibly in influencing me in addition to inspiring me as after Christmas, I am considering taking a page out of one of your playbooks, Jerry, and Great. driving 
driving, not flying, but driving to Phoenix to see the parents oh, of my right, right. my late roommate. They they've been after me to come out and visit them for years, and I really don't look forward to it. But I'll also have my eight year old son that whole week and a half. Oh, y'all have a great. Day. And I thought it would be a good experience. So should I indeed drive twenty one hours to Phoenix after Christmas? Oh yeah, it's, okay. uh, I mean with him. They're so, and you don't have to go and come the same way, and yeah. you can go painted uh, desert, you can go Winslow, you can go Snowflake, you can come in down to uh, uh, that side of, of, of uh, you can go to Tombstone, you know, there's so many, you can come back and go to Grand Canyon, you can come back to Four Corners in Utah and Colorado and all that, you can come back across to Silverton up through Durango, and, and I could put you... I never look at a map, man. I just go right on up the hill over across Telluride. But but your knowledge your knowledge of that part of our country, Jerry, if I travel after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, am I going to get stuck in a blizzard heading out that way? I had a friend one time. I was out in Washington State and in Idaho, and he was doing some business. And he he called me and he wanted to ride back. And this was in July and. He said he would fly to Salt Lake City, and he had never been out that way. So we came back, and I dipped him down by through Utah and and through the uh, Valley of the Gods and back around, and, and we come through Durango. And as we come up from Durango, you go up, and it's a railroad that goes up to Durango to Silverton. And we went up that way, and, it, and it, all the hotels were filled. You couldn't find a place to stay, so. We started going up. I was in a 929 at the time. It was in the 90s. And uh, we started up the mountain because we couldn't find a place in Silverton. All the tourists had taken it over for July 4th weekend. And this was July 4th. And it was as big a blizzard as I've ever been in. In July. <laughs> as, I went, as I went up that mountain side. But that didn't happen that often. You know, you cross the Continental Divide just a little bit uh, east of there at Monarch Pass. Going down as the lattice and all, but just look, y'all can go see. Johnny, I, 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 I need to be a tour guide before. Yes, I go you away, should. Yeah, you could. Uh, you can go to the Royal Gorge. And, uh-huh. and you, you know, go there. Get back through Dodge City, and uh, you know, you, you get a little boring in that part of the country, but you can uh, once you leave Dodge City. Yeah. Coming to Wichita, and then you can come on across the Ozarks from there. Come through Branson and across, you know, Bull Shore and come on in if you're coming home. Come on down through uh, Hardy or go down to Little Rock and caverns out that way, Blanchard Caverns. Are wow. There, you know, and, uh, so, I mean, there's so many things to see in this country. If people are just going to put their hands on them, you know, we're talking, never regret. We're talking with Jerry Shorts, the teller of tales from Takapola, in this segment sponsored by Rand McNally. I'm kidding. I wish they were. They should be sponsoring this thing. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> no, they should be. Because just like Hank Snow once sang, Jerry Short's been everywhere. Yeah, that's the song. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I can't carry it in a paper bag, but uh, I'm making write one someday, mate. Jerry, before and, we go to break, I want to, before we come back and talk to you in the next segment, I do want to ask, we got to put a little <laughs> deep fried twist to what you're talking about here. If you could pick one thing in the southeast United States, I know it wouldn't be the same as Niagara Falls, but what would be our closest competitor 
from the South? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, everyone would tell you it would be the Florida Panhandle. Oh, would yeah, you, you know, about the em, Emerald Coast, you mean, the water? Yeah, from Destin to Pensacola. And, you, know, you would hear that and hear that and hear that and hear that and hear that. And that, you know, Apalachicola is good. If you want to go on over there and you, you're not getting in that emerald type water and beaches that you're getting in Destin up through that way. But that's probably, and of course, the Smokies when I was growing up, Gallenberg was probably the hit place. Uh, and then over on the uh, Atlantic coast at, uh, at uh, Charleston and uh, – well, uh, it's got a rival. It won't be. It won't eclipse the Niagara Falls. But we got to have something yeah. like one place you can go to. Like, oh my God, what an unbelievable sight! I don't know if well, we, I don't if know. I if, just want to look at some. It would have to. I'd have to guess say, Destin, the Emerald Coast. Okay. Uh, I was going to say some. Texas really doesn't have anything. Some people might say just a, a glance at the Mississippi River would be something along those same lines. Well, I mean, you know, that's historical until you. It depends on what your uh, nature is. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for something really historical and you think of all the stuff, you know, that, and then you think about going back up to Natchez Trace in Nashville and and the people that did that. and the But you can't say New Orleans because the wild stuff that New Orleans had is, is, is just – Outweighed by the bad stuff in you. Well, I'm talking about what Mother Nature offers, not what man made. Oh. Well, I was talking about the Mississippi River being five feet above sea level. If you're standing there at Jackson Square mm -hmm. and you're looking at a riverboat, that's pretty impressive. But uh, I guess, John, I'm going to have to. It's not my favorite, but I'd have to say the uh, Florida Panhandle. It, it's a beautiful place. Both of my kids go there for the summer. I can't get them to go to the mountains, and, and I'm a kind of a mountain guy. Yeah. And uh, but they they love it, and everybody I know, every family member I've ever had, everybody is is, is down at uh, Destiny. <laughs> We're talking with Jerry Short, Teller of Tales from Takapolo. We've got more to talk to Jerry about, including Christmas. We're just days away from Santa Claus coming south, and. What does that mean in Takapola? Well, we'll talk to Jerry about it when we come back here on the Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash today. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. 
and that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash today. That's forhims.com slash today for your first month for just five bucks. Forhims.com slash today. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion. It precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. back with the final segment of this Monday edition of the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent with your host John Rawl, Texas 803-816-1170 if you've got something you need to get off your chest before Santa Claus comes around we would love to hear it 803-816-1170 continuing with our conversation of the teller of tales from Takapola Jerry Short Jerry, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to all (laughs) y'all And return, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And uh, sounds like you've got it loaded up if you're going to make a trip. Well, my, so. my trip will happen post-Christmas, but i I got to do something, as we all have to do. Most Southerners have a couple of days off at some point, and I'm trying to make the most use out of my Christmas. And I'm not going to do that. Hey, I am not a fool. I am not about to head out west if there's going to be bad weather between here and Phoenix, Arizona, come late December. I'll just no. I'll just have to go to the Emerald Coast of Florida, Jerry, or come to Tacapola. Yeah, well, you, you better get chains on your on your wheels if you come. No, to I, okay. <laughs> but I always keep a four wheel drive just in case. I got you. Everything I've had. Speaking I of Tacapola and Christmas, Jerry, your your early memories of Christmas in T Town. Well, uh, if you go way back to the farm days. You know, we usually cleared town and went to Memphis with my cousins. And really? Stuff. And, yeah, family did. And we'd stay up there for a couple of days. And so what did, time would have to be in Memphis. I'm sure guess. back in the 1940s and 50s, I'm sure Memphis probably had some kind of special spot that people could go and observe Christmas. Oh, it, yeah. Well, downtown was really nice then. You had your streetcars, electric streetcars. Yeah. With the power that fed from the... Uh, Electric wires above where they connected to the top of the streetcar. And, and it, everything was just so safe and clean and nice. And you could go to the show. You could walk. Kids could play in neighborhoods. And Santa Claus, uh, Pepper, he would uh, come down the street and ho, ho, ho. And might even come down the street uh, Christmas Eve if you weren't careful. And a Santa Claus suit, he would ho, ho, ho. And all that stuff, you know, brings back fond memories. When you're a kid, and the only thing I've got some photos that my 
cousin that we would stay with a lot. She looks to me like they're unwrapping a lot more gifts than I am. <laughs> I look like a sad little four-year-old. <laughs> I'm probably a little five-year-old or whatever. But I had a cowboy suit on. I think it must come from one other side of my family. But, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. that uh, you know, and in Taco Polo. And it was it it was good. It's you know it's a smaller farm type place. And my grandparents were when I was uh, a teenager, they was ninety. So you know they had lived in the depression, and they wasn't going to buy a Christmas decoration and put up, no matter if they had the money. Trust me. So you know you really don't have fond memories on that with that. So that's I think that's probably one reason we'd usually clear out and go stay with city relatives or somebody you know yeah which uh always worked out good well well, speaking of memphis in the holiday time i don't know if you were old enough to remember this being in operation but it probably is the reason jerry short exists and that is a a building not in downtown memphis but a couple of miles away it was the sears building is that right jerry yeah, the Spain Sears office building for the southeastern part. And it was a, it's a, it was a big tower. I'm talking ten yeah. stories right, tall. Right there, Cooper and uh, North Parkway. And and that and, tower is how you came to be because your mother worked there, and your father but, returning from World War II. Sure. That that building helped strike up that romance. Yeah, my my mother worked with my uh, with my daddy's sister. They worked there, and my grandmother worked there, my mother's mother. Really? And my granddaddy worked in Memphis. They, the whole family moved to Memphis. You know, everyone everyone was Rosie the Riveter or some type then, you know? Right. So that's kind of how that all developed. And that building has been uh, kind of redone and made into apartment complexes now. It's probably... Oh, 15 story style, 16, 18. It's gigantic. I, I remember living in Memphis several years ago and I looked across the landscape. I lived on the sixth story of a building, and that building is in a direction of town that no other tall building is in. And one That's day, right. one day out of boredom, I'm like, what in the world is that building? I went and drove to that area, which is not a safe thing to do, probably. And I well, went it's by, better now. You know, it's, it, it has improved. They cleaned that area. But I went by there, and I sure enough, I could tell that it was some kind of massive store. And they even had their own parking garage across the street. And it, it was just a cool thing. Now, do you remember when that building was still being used as a Sears store? Oh, yeah. I've you, Downstairs, the bottom in the in the basement was a Sears department store, and across the street was the biggest theater in Memphis. It was Crosstown Theater, ah. they called it. And I saw the world premiere Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor there, and it hitchhiked up to Memphis with a friend of mine. <laughs> and we were high school age people, and we went and bought us good clothes to wear to, uh, at Sears department store to wear to the world premiere so-called world premiere they probably had five or six going on around the country and uh we went across to watch richard burton and uh and elizabeth taylor uh and cleopatra so and and before that you know like i said it's and it stayed that way a pretty pretty good while well my assumption is jerry my assumption is that must have been the place to go this time of year leading up to christmas to go do your christmas shopping Oh, that was it. I mean, that was that, that was the main stop. And 
Yeah, the Sears was the United States store. Right, right. And, and, and that, that same trend of going to Sears was applicable no matter where you were. That's right. But certainly That's in Memphis right. with that gigantic building that went, like you said, at least 10 stories tall, had to be a, kind of like a Disney World of shopping in the 1950s. Oh, it was unbelievable. And, you know, and, and then, well, when I first was married, my first wife actually worked there, too. Ah, tradition. And, and uh, she worked there when she was uh, expecting. She'd get morning sickness and couldn't hardly make it. And uh, we didn't live too far away in pretty nice apartments, uh, not far from there. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been part of, it was part of history and part of Memphis and part of the South. Or as long as I can remember, anyone is from that area. I'm sure a certain right. could, uh, remember stuff. And I know there's it's an a, Elvis connection to that building too, right? Oh gosh, yeah, Elvis, Elvis and his entourage. If they weren't on Bill Street, they his entourage would go there and get his Christmas gifts. I've heard George Klein and some of them talk about, and uh, they would get his Christmas Elvis a Christmas gift, and that was the store to do it. If it wasn't a jewelry store on Main Street, the Main Street was pretty. It, it was really good then too. It was it was wide open. They had anything you wanted. My mother once had an employment agency on Third Street in the Steric Building, which in the 30s was the tallest store in the South. Hmm. 37 stories tall or 38. And uh, so I mean, you know, it uh, Mif- downtown Memphis at one time was really booming. And uh, but as things change and people move. You know, outward, and and not many people move inward. It seems like so yeah. people get out get out in the suburbs, but sometimes they make a comeback, and it's kind of making one. I think so, Jerry, as we get anyway. close close to twelve twelve twenty five of this year, what is the short family tradition for eating and such come Christmas time? Well, I'm the oldest one, so uh, the burden is put on me to make cornbread dressing. Ah. And I'm not bad at it because <laughs> I make enough of it that uh, my kids will take some. They'll take a dish of family enough for a family meal every year and freeze it and have it later on. So I make a heck of a lot. I'll, I'll do at least five uh, pans of cornbread that are cooked in a 12-inch iron skillet like my grandmother used with buttermilk and put all the trimmings in it. And I'll add a few top secret things that I'm going to have to tell somebody before I pass this earth. But, uh, we have that. And then we usually do it. My daughter has the biggest house in the family. So we usually all meet there and do Christmas Eve because we did Christmas Eve growing up. Uh, we open presents on Christmas Eve. So my Christmas day then just becomes, and my wife will, we'll either fix ourselves something, or we'll go to the casinos, and that's the only thing that's open, you know. Well, Not that I'm spending a bunch of money, but I'm, we're we're eating. And so. I can I can come out of the closet and tell people last year your wife was a, away in her native Philippines, so you Absolutely. and I actually celebrated Christmas Day together at a casino because. Sadly, we didn't want to cook, and sadly, there was no other option. We had to wind, that's, that's, wind up in Tunica, Mississippi, with a buffet on Christmas Day, which was not a bad option, Jerry. Not a bad option, Eddie. You know, it's, it's like I said, that's Christmas tradition, and I enjoyed bringing you down with a little of my Christmas yeah. tradition. 
and so it, 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 it's fun and and uh it's affordable and uh it's a lot going on so you're not completely just left alone in your own misery you can join other people in theirs well i could have sworn and i think we tried to do this i, I could have sworn cracker barrel was open on christmas day but at least the one we went to was not open so that wasn't an option yeah and yeah, all, all the other options were closed, and in our part of the South, that was about the only place to go. And so I'm glad you recommended that. Yeah. Well, I had plenty of experience trying to find a place to eat. And even though I could have got leftovers, I usually, after I open the gifts and all, so when I've got enough money left to even buy a meal at uh, Tunica or wherever you go. But any, anyway, it's uh, it's it's. It's an option that uh, a lot of people take, I think. So. Yeah. Well, I, I promise this year you can have Christmas back without me. We don't need to be around well, each that, other. That, but. No, that's, that's fine. If you <laughs> call lonesome or something, that's fine. No, I'm fine. It, a Waffle House always is an option, and that's where I spent Thanksgiving, and that's probably where I'll be back come Christmas. But, hey, that's okay. Jerry Short, Teller of Tales, Takapola. We wish you and yours all the best at Christmas time, and we look forward to a whole new year of tales from Takapola. You're not close to running out of tales from Takapola, are you? Oh gosh, we're gonna come up with something no matter what. And I may spend some. I have some free time. I may spend a little bit more time over there over the holidays and see what I can dig up at the Takapola Museum. <laughs> well, we we look forward to that. And we again, this is not only our Christmas special with you, but also our end of year. So, Jerry, want to thank you for being on our show from the very beginning. And we've had a wonderful first year of the Y'all Show. We look forward to turning the page to 2019 and having you be a part of our show in the new year. It sounds good. And uh, when, I, when we come back after the first of the year, you know, on trips like this, you meet a lot. I met a really interesting person in in kentucky it was a uh he'd been a radio he was from texas but he worked in kentucky sam and sam's listening tonight he said he was or this morning rather uh he said he was so i'd like to uh uh wish him a happy birthday you know happy new year's and a happy uh valentine's day and all that <laughs> but i'm going to talk to i'm going to talk about him a little bit next time because He's got an interesting story that kind of parallels yours. Uh, awesome. We will uh, we'll get to that next year. We will. And Merry Christmas to everyone. All right. Jerry Short, and Merry Christmas to you, sir. Well, that will wrap up today's Y'all Show on this Monday. We'll be right back here tomorrow with an all-new, exciting show about the South. That's what we do here. That's what we specialize in on the Y'all Show. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Merry Christmas. Herpesinel works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpesinel penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpesinel also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpesinel works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. 
Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion. It precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it in First Aid at CVS.